0: To simply be with Him. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and not necessarily those of Salem Media Group, staff, management, or advertisers. Now here's your host, Jennifer Jackson. Well, you are listening to Simply for Women. I'm Jennifer Jackson. I know you have so much to juggle today, your home, your family, your job, your health, and it can be overwhelming. But I want to help you to see that walking with God in the midst of it all is possible, in fact, it's simply the difference between a full life and an empty life. And today, I want to talk to you about the waiting seasons. We all have waiting seasons of life, don't we? Maybe You remember when you were a kid, what you had to wait for that you were most excited about? Maybe your grandparents coming or a birthday gift. Or do you remember waiting for Christmas there can actually be some excitement in waiting it's not always bad I remember a time it was Christmas Eve and my sister and I snuck downstairs at 2 a.m. and got a giant candy cane like I mean the thing was two foot tall out of our stocking probably not two foot tall I don't know but it was huge It was the world's most giant candy cane and then we quietly snuck back upstairs and sat up in bed from 2 o'clock till 6 a.m. talking about what were we going to get, what were we going to do, who was coming over, what were we going to eat, and we ate the entire candy cane, so when we came down on Christmas morning, we were not very hungry, but I just remember waiting and waiting till mom and dad woke up. What have you been waiting for? What are, maybe a wedding, maybe you're waiting for a child to come, a job, or even a reconciliation with someone have you ever waited for something so special but it never happened well what do we do when we have to wait I think about the tomb days you know those three days that Jesus was in the tomb and how they had to wait and what a long time that must have seemed. I call it the tomb waiting room, and we all have tomb waiting rooms. You know, as a pastor's wife, I've been to so many funerals. I've uh, assisted at funerals. I've I've been at funerals that Doyle was doing, my husband, and I I know the feeling of tombs and waiting rooms, and I don't know what you're waiting for today, but I want to start with a scripture that would really encourage you that no matter what, you're waiting for. And even if it feels dark or heavy, that God is with you. And so let's think about maybe we might even memorize. This is a great verse to memorize. And I know it's what kind of difficult to memorize, but sometimes as you hear it over and over, it helps you to memorize it. So this is your memory verse for the day. It's Philippians 4, 7, and it says, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in christ jesus so i just want to pray that philippians 4 7 over you as a prayer so as you're driving or doing dishes whatever it is that you're doing maybe at your desk at work right now just let this little prayer i like to take a scripture like philippians 4 7 and you put yourself in that verse and pray it as a prayer over your own life so while you're waiting on whatever it is you're waiting for this can be your prayer so I'm gonna pray it over you dear God I can't do this burial of waiting on my own so I lean into your peace today and I ask you to protect my heart and my mind as I wait for you amen amen what a great way to start our day right can so I want to think about this what is God doing is God working while we're waiting Or can we be working while we're waiting? I feel like I'm in a a season of waiting for a few things. And so that's what I've been asking God. You know, God, how are you working? And, And what do you want me to be doing while I'm waiting, waiting to see some answers to prayer? Here's a little breath prayer that we can pray today. It says, Lord, I trust you in the waiting. So as you go throughout your day today, I just challenge you to say, Lord, I trust you in the waiting. Maybe you are waiting for that child or waiting for that child to come home, that prodigal child. I don't know what you're waiting for, but today we're going to say, Lord, I trust you. I can trust you in the waiting. And then, you know, perhaps God has given you an assignment. That's another great prayer. Say, God, what is my assignment during this burial season, during this long, long waiting? And ask him, is there something he wants You to do and sometimes he says I want you to do nothing I'm the one working but we can tell him our disappointments our fears and our challenges while we are in these waiting spaces I have another scripture for you I'd like to read today it's Lamentations 3 21 to 24 it says yet this I call to mind and therefore I have hope because of the Lord's great love we are not consumed For his compassion never fails. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. I say to myself, the Lord is my portion. Therefore, I will wait for him. Therefore, I will wait for him. Sometimes we don't see what God is doing. We just wonder what could he possibly be doing, but we have to wait. And then that other famous verse is Psalm 4610. It says, be still and know that I am God. Sometimes as we just sit still and we wait to see what he's doing, and then other times he'll give you an assignment to see what he wants you to be doing during the waiting. One of the things that we can do during the waiting is to pray. You know, my definition of prayer is simply talking to God. (laughs) I don't know if you figured this out yet, but I love to talk. I'm very social. I have lots of people that I like to interact with and talk to. I talk to people in the grocery store. I talk to people everywhere I go. I meet people, and I like to talk to them, but also to talk to God. And I realize that sometimes we think, oh, God is too busy or too big or sitting on his throne. Why would he care about the small details of my life? But he does. He cares about what you're waiting for. He cares about the things that you're longing for. And humility, one definition of humility, is telling him everything, not holding anything back, telling him your fears, telling him your concerns. And when you have those long chats with him, it does take you to a place of closeness with God. And then we can just wait and see what he wants to do. You know, you can talk to God on an early morning walk. You could talk to him in your car. You could talk to him in the shower. I just challenge you today to begin to seek his presence this uh, a kind of a rhythm of seeking him and praying and talking to him and just enter in to his presence. I, I wonder what the women who sat at the foot of the cross, I wonder how they interacted with God. You know, I think about when they would have walked home after they had pulled Christ's body off the cross and they were taking it to the tomb of Joseph of Arimathea, who had given the Lord a borrowed tomb. Can you imagine that? That he didn't even have a tomb? That even where he was buried was borrowed? But someone offered that to him. You know, we can offer things to God, whatever it is we have. I think about Joseph of Arimathea and how he he offered that tomb. What a great sacrifice. What a great gift to, to give a gift to the Lord. But anyway, back to the women at the foot of the cross. You know, so he's taken down he's been put in the tomb and i wonder when they were walking home were was did it feel like their feet were stuck in mud i mean what would that have been like you know you've just witnessed this traumatic event someone you love you've been with people you love you've been with mother mary and john and you you know you're now you've got to go home like what are we going to do are we going to heat something up in the microwave what what are we going to do you know we've been through have you ever been through such a a difficult place and now you've just got to go home and maybe they had to go home by themselves did they have anyone there waiting for them were some of them single i don't know i i love do you love just to take the gospels and put yourself right there in the middle of the story imagine if it was you if if it were you waiting waiting on the news that god would that god's son jesus would be raised from the dead so here they are i thought about these women were they hiding in their prayer closets or were they just nauseous and they couldn't eat maybe they were gathering together and hugging and crying i don't know what were they doing in the waiting and what what do we do in the waiting i wonder really if they thought is he truly going to rise again he's he told us he would but now we're not so sure because he's buried everything is dark The sun has gone down. I I wonder if they kind of started questioning. And, you know, that's something that sometimes we do in the waiting. You know, God, I thought I I was number one for that job. I thought you had this. This was like the perfect job for me. Or I thought, God, I thought for sure this round that we would get pregnant. Or I I knew for sure that maybe I was going to be able to get married this year. I don't know what you're waiting for. But sometimes... In the waiting, we have these questions. God, I, I thought you were answering this. God, you knew I had prayed about this. And I, I think that's how these women must have felt as they walked home that day. They must have just felt like, wow, God, we've been waiting for you to rise again. We thought it wasn't going to end here, but now we're not so sure. You told us that you would rise on the third day, but now we just aren't quite so sure. And so sometimes we don't, we can't see that finish line. We can't see what it is that God's even protecting us from, maybe there is an answer that's coming. It's just not today, and it's just not what we wanted to happen this week. So anyway, nevertheless, Jesus, there he was. He was in the tomb, and must have been so much grief. And sometimes there is some grief when things seem impossible in your life. But Jesus taught us something really important. He said that if we could have the faith the size of a mustard seed, that any mountain could be moved. Did he really mean a faith that small? Did he really mean that the impossible things in your life that you are waiting for, maybe it's for your health to turn around, maybe it's for your marriage to be restored? Did he really mean that anything impossible could be restored? So I don't know what's impossible or what seems impossible in your life. But in Matthew 17, 20, Jesus himself said this. He said, because you have so little faith, truly I tell you that if you would have the faith the size of a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there and it will move and nothing will be impossible for you. So I pray today that you in your waiting, that you would move that mountain in prayer, that your faith will rise up like the size of a mustard seed. You know, stay right here with us. I don't want you to go anywhere because we have a wonderful interview coming right up. That's right. You have been listening to Simply for Women. And as we go, I just want to remind you that I want you to join me, Jennifer Jackson, every week as we have a deeper understanding of who God is so we might experience more of Him through our everyday lives.